Hey, it's Nikki Llewellyn and you're on Gut Plus Science. This podcast is on a mission to increase engagement at work. And on this show, we equip CEOs and people first leaders of all levels to make impact. Let's get to it. I am excited to have a friend and content expert join Gut Plus Science to inspire, educate, and walk alongside us to navigate important diversity, equity, and inclusion topics that will help us move people forward. And it's Brian McComick. Brian is passionate about creating human-centered workplace cultures and has over 25 years of experience to share with us. Brian, you go. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. This is Brian McComick, your DEI commentator on the Gut Plus Science podcast channel. I am delighted as always, to be back with you again this month and hope you are enjoying the beginning of the fall season and the fall weather. Admittedly, fall is my favorite time of year, closely followed by or perhaps equal to my love of the holiday season. I'm a big Hallmark holiday movie fan um, for a couple months. That's all I watch is Hallmark holiday films. I just love the happiness and joy. And I'm so happy that uh, Hallmark has been um, actively working on improving their diversity representation in their films as well. So I feel like I can enjoy it even just a bit more. You know, I wanted to this month talk about the importance of workplace culture. I think you've you've all heard me talk about the um, importance of of a human-centered workplace culture and the the value that it brings and you know one of the taglines or phrases we use at Hummingbird is good for humanity, good for business. And I'm I'm a big believer that taking time and making intentional effort, making the commitment to creating a workplace culture that is human-centered is just good for the people that that work at your company, but it's also good for business. And if you do do right by the people that choose to work at your organization, then I believe that they'll do right by your business and by your customers and your clients and the guests that walk in your doors or you know, whatever business you might be in. I also know that and have experienced it personally that too often workplace culture and all of the elements of that culture that are so important, those things that are intangible and those thing, those aspects of the experience for your employees that are what are perceived often as nice to have rather than need to have are then put to the side during times of uncertainty, times of crisis, or, you know, right now, one of the big conversations is the potential or the emerging recession. And what I would just encourage and suggest is that during those times of uncertainty, times of change, times of crisis, that your culture becomes even more important and the, and that commitment to a human-centered workplace culture, a commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion, a commitment to social impact and and making the world better, a commitment to well-being. All of those those important commitments and aspects of a human-centered workplace culture become even more important during those times of crisis. And it's really actually, I think, the time when as leaders, our stakeholders, our employees, our investors, you know, people are watching to see do we really mean what we say when we're when we say that we're committed to a human-centered workplace culture or when we're committed to creating a diverse, equitable, and inclusive environment? Because if we 
drop those commitments or, or, or sort of brush them to the side or back burner them during those times of uncertainty and crisis. I think what we were actually saying is they weren't imp- as important as we said they were. And I don't think that's the message that any of us as leaders want to send. And again, as I've I've already said in this conversation is that culture and doing right by your people ultimately will benefit your, your organization and the financial success, the organizational success, the metrics, whatever you're looking at, doing right by your people will, will benefit your business. And you need that even in times of crisis, in times of growth, in times of great success, you need your people to be invested and committed and to believe in what you do at your organization. I want to take a step back for just a moment, though, and offer a definition of work- workplace culture, because I know culture, because it is intangible, it can be tricky to fully understand and appreciate what I mean and what others mean when they talk about workplace culture. And as I was looking for definitions, I'm often doing research as, as a, just a natural course of my my day. Um, and certainly each time I'm recording a podcast, I, I tend to do a little bit of research and reading. And I happened across a description on culture from the OC Tanner website. And many of you may be familiar with OC Tanner. I'm not affiliated with them. I'm not getting any any commission by by borrowing from their website, but I really like the definition they have there. So I'm going to read it to you here. Company culture, corporate culture, organizational culture, and workplace culture all refer to the same thing, the essence of the company you work for. Company culture is the heart and soul of your organization. It's the social operating system that influences how people work and how the organization interacts with its employees, customers, and community. Company culture is reflected in many areas of your organization, your corporate values, your organization's purpose, company mission, the work environment, and employee experience. It incorporates the history, story, vision, beliefs, norms, and expectations held by your company. While company culture is often intangible, it's felt by everyone who interacts with your company, your employees, clients, vendors, stakeholders, and the public. Hopefully when you're hearing that definition, that description of workplace culture, it is really reminding you how important that culture is in the success of your business. So, you know, you may be wondering, okay, Brian, I buy into the importance of culture. I want to make sure that our organization has a great culture. What are the ways that we do that? What are, what are the suggestions that you, that I might have? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Let me offer you some of my suggestions. And a few of them are, are already captured in that description from OC Tanner. The first is take time to define your mission, vision, and values. And if you haven't done that in a long time, sometimes it's it's really worthwhile to revisit that mission, vision, and values, ensure that they reflect present day at your organization, ensure that they are clearly communicated to your employees. So it's worth that effort and energy. And once you have your mission, vision, and values, take it further by defining how you will re- achieve your mission capturing what the path to success looks like for fulfilling your vision and outlining the behaviors that reflect your values. This last one, I I can't emphasize enough. So often we communicate these values um, for our organizations, and I'm a big believer in values, but we forget to describe the behaviors, the actions, what it looks like to actually live those values day to day in your organization. And that 
step and activity is so important to ensure that your employees understand what you mean by your values and how they come to life each and every day. Also develop a robust employee value proposition that will guide how you make decisions around the experience of your employees and how you tell your story in the marketplace. And you can really bring that story to life on your careers page, which shares stories of your employees, shares information about your commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion, and social impact, offers insights onto the benefits and the things that you do to make sure that your employees have everything they need for their holistic well-being. And you know, some of that information is also or can be beautifully captured in your annual CSR, Corporate Social Responsibility, or ESG environmental, social, and governance report that includes you know, your commitments to DEI and social impact and well-being and so on, and in- ensure that that report, as well as your re- website, has specific goals around your commitments to DEI and social impact and employee experience, and share your diversity representation metrics, um, share where you're succeeding, where you have additional opportunity, where you're looking to grow. Make sure that you're honest about the journey you're on. People will appreciate that. Your stakeholders, your employees, your potential candidates or potential employees, candidates in your environment, they'll appreciate that clarity and that transparency. Also, be sure you deliver an annual employee experience survey and analyze that survey through intersectional diversity perspectives to understand how your employees are experiencing your company culture and also looking at how subgroups of your employees are experiencing your company culture. How are women of color how uh, experiencing that culture? How are members of the queer community experiencing that culture? Those lenses are so important as you look at it, at the both the composite experience as well as those experiences through, through different demographic metrics, um, whether they're identity metrics or organizational metrics like department or function or region or office location. And lastly, I would I would say that it's really important that you give every employee, every leader, every manager, the responsibility for nurturing your workplace culture. Culture is not owned by one person. It's not owned by HR alone. It's not owned by the CEO CEO alone. It's owned by everyone in your organization. So that's why the clarity about your values is so important that you tell the stories that help to communicate what you believe in at your organization, how you work, how you make decisions so that your employees can also then live and and operate by those organizational values. I've covered some really big topics here, but hopefully it's helpful as you continue to reflect and think back to what is our workplace culture? Is our workplace culture really honoring and allowing humans at our organization to thrive? What steps can we take to make the organization organizational culture more tangible? And how are we honoring that culture during times of crisis and uncertainty and change? How do we make sure that we keep our culture, keep the humans in our organization top of mind as we make decisions? Um, and our your culture will help influence, will help guide and will influence those decisions. So it's worth the effort and energy, the worth the time to spend 
curating and being intentional around your culture. And if you're not sure where you are, or if you need some help, reach out for help. Certainly that's something we do at Hummingbird is we help organizations bring their, their organizational culture to life. There's a number of great organizations that are across the world who can also help you invite help if you're if you're not sure where you are, where you need to go, what you need to do. Because I think that's another, that's another step you can take to ensure that your culture is meeting the needs of the humans in your organization. Thank you so much for joining me again this month. Thank you for listening. I hope you found today's insights helpful. As always, I encourage you to, to reach out to me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Instagram um, as well. And of course, Hummingbird Humanity, we have our hummingbirdhumanity.com website uh, where you can sign up for our weekly newsletter and you can find Hummingbird on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn as well. Thanks again. I appreciate you being with me this month and until next time, stay safe and be well. We just left the world a little bit better. Now go do something with it.